This is the Rebel Author Podcast, where we talk about books, business, and occasionally bad words. Hello, Rebels, and welcome to episode 34 of the Rebel Author Podcast. Today, I am talking to Dakota Kraut all about how to build an engaged reader fan base. First to last week's question, which I completely failed to post anywhere, so there were no responses. Uh, I did ask, what was your favourite literary device? But I think it got lost in the chaos of launching the Anatomy of Prose, so I apologise about that. Moving swiftly onwards. We've got a couple of shout outs this week. The first one is Michael E. Thies. I hope that's how you say your surname. I apologise if I got it wrong. Uh, Michael says, uh, I came across your podcast on Spotify and for the past week, you have been what I listen to as I commute to and from work. Very nice show. Thank you for providing such great interviews, entertainment and content for us wanting to get serious about writing. You are more than welcome and thank you so much for your kind words. I really, really appreciate it. And it's also interesting to hear uh, that you listen on Spotify. I have a Apple phone and so I tend to listen on the Apple podcast app, but I, I am always very interested in the statistics and to know where people are listening, both device-wise uh, and where and when, if you're cooking or walking a dog or perhaps laying on the beach or, or whatever country. So yes, thank you for telling me. Jack Norton also tweeted and said, today I discovered Rebel Author Podcast by, uh, well, me, and loved it. Not only am I learning more about publishing, I'm also getting some new cheeky swear words and expressions to add to my vocab. Seriously, I love authentic people who speak without self-censoring. So thank you also to Jack, I really appreciate that. And I absolutely do love to be authentic on, on this podcast. That's why I rant and rave and obsess about writing and, and, and the publishing industry and marketing and all of that good stuff. And also, why I swear, like a trooper with a really bad potty mouth. Uh, yes, I, I have always sworn... <laughs> Since I was probably far too young to swear, and don't don't listen, Mum. And uh, yeah, so I do. We we all know I love a cheeky swear word. Anyway, this week's question is: What tactic or method have you seen used by another author to successfully build a fan base? So. This this episode this week is all about how to build reader fan bases, engaged reader fan bases. And so I'm curious what tactics you've seen other authors implement successfully and, and what do you like? Perhaps there are some methods you don't like uh, and some that you do. Either way, I'm interested to uh, see what you come up with. There's no book recommendation this week because I've packed my bookcase. <laughs> <laughs> and I've only got a couple of books left out uh, on the side uh, for me to read before we move. So <laughs> I was just, I was like, oh, when I came to re record the show notes, it's like, shit, I've actually got no books to recommend. And I can't remember what's on my shelf because I'm senile. So sorry about that. Um, I'll move rapidly on to my personal update. I'm doing well this week. I'm doing really well. Uh Personal update. Right, yes. Yeah. So I launched the Anatomy of Prose. Wahey! I would love to take a moment to stop and thank the street team who were phenomenal. And I will be promoting all of the reviews and the posts and um, everything, all the articles, wherever people were kind enough to share uh, about the launch over the coming few weeks. And I would also like to take a moment to thank anybody who shared, even if you weren't on the street team, I am supremely grateful. And without uh, people like yourselves, launches fall flat on their face. So yes, from me to you, thank you very much. And last, but by no means least, thank you to anybody who has brought a copy. I, I am so grateful. The launch was extremely successful. And um, yeah, I'm, I am just pleased because I know I've said this already, but I, I really am so proud of this book and I really do think it will help a lot of people. And so the fact that it's been purchased and people have been reading it makes me very, very happy. Um, 
If you have brought a copy and you have finished reading it or you are nearing the end of reading it then I would be super grateful if you could leave a very short honest review on whichever platform you purchased the book. So for the rest of this week and I'm a little bit late in recording this it is actually already Monday the 1st of June and usually I record this on Friday, Saturday or Sunday so I'm very late also because I was basically a post-launch coma this weekend. Um, but yes, for the rest of this week, I am, I know, wait, wait, wait for it, guys. Try not to fall over. I'm actually going to take a rest. I know it's controversial. I know. Uh, but yes, I am, well, <laughs> when I say rest, I mean packing my entire house because we're moving next week. <laughs> Does that, it's not quite a rest really, is it? But it will do. Um, so yes, for the majority of the week, I will be packing um, because we are moving, I well, hopefully around the 10th of June. <laughs> Better be because we're out of here on the 11th. So um, yeah, hopefully before the 10th of June, we will be moving. Um, so I am not sure yet whether or not there will be an intro to next week's episode. I will try to do one, but it may be that I do one slightly sooner and therefore there isn't as much to update. Um, anyway, I am still working on the Anatomy of Prose Companion course. Uh, I will be filming that once we're in the new house. So at the moment I am creating all the slide decks and the downloads and all the marketing material and stuff for that. And I am also finishing the secret non-fiction book that I have been working on and somewhere in there taking a rest. Rebel of the week this week is Kelly Malico. I hope I, again, have said your name correctly. Uh, it's very short Rebel this week, but I adore it. So Kelly says, I coach boxing yoga. So I took all of the peace and light of yoga and fucked it up with aggression. <laughs> which when I read this I had I had such a giggle because it's such a juxtaposition of, of two sports and I absolutely loved it. If you would like to be a rebel of the week then please do send in your story. It can be any kind of rebellion, big, small or somewhere in between. You can email your rebel story to rebelauthorpodcast at gmail.com or tweet me at rebelauthorpod. One new Rebel patron this week, Kerry Hodiski, and Kerry came in at the Rebel Warrior tier. So she now has access to my private Rebel Author Slack group. And for those who don't know, the Slack group is, I guess, kind of like a chat group, very similar to Discord, where all of the patrons are in there and they ask questions about writing, marketing, publishing. Sometimes there's some joking and banter and all of that good stuff and we generally have a great time. Another huge thank you this week to all of my current patrons who help to keep the podcast running and also, I say this all the time, but you know, I really do mean it. Um, they make me feel like what I'm doing is helping and worthwhile and yes, so thank you. I really do appreciate all of your support. If you would like to support the show and get access to all of the bonus essays, posts and content, you can from as little as $2 a month by visiting patreon.com forward slash Sasha Black and that's Sasha with a C and not an S. Today's show is sponsored by Kobo, so I will play a word from the sponsors and then get on with the show. Hi, I'm Stephanie. And I'm Tara. And we're from Kobo Writing Life, Kobo's free, fast and easy self-publishing platform. KWL was built by authors for authors, and our team of dedicated book lovers is always working hard to help authors reach new readers around the world. Our author-first approach is why we built our promotions tool, an easy and affordable way for you to market your book directly to Kobo readers right in the KWL dashboard. We post upcoming Kobo sales, many of which are exclusive to KWL authors. We offer lots of promos that don't require you to drop the price, because we know when you're publishing wide, it's a pain to coordinate pricing across multiple retailers. Are you using free as a marketing strategy? You can submit your books to be featured on Kobo's free page, which gets a ton of traffic. If you're a KWL author and don't yet have access to the promotions tool, email us at writinglife@kobo.com and we'll get you sorted. We're all about providing stellar support. If you want to learn more about KWL, check out the Kobo Writing Life podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts and find us on social. You can create your free account at kobo.com slash writinglife. We hope to see your books on Kobo soon. Happy, Happy writing! writing. Hello and welcome to the Rebel Author Podcast. Today I am joined by Dakota Kraut. Dakota is a best-selling author who was chosen as Audible's top five fantasy pick of 2017. 
Uh, Dakota has been a top 10 bestseller on Audible and top 15 bestseller on Amazon. He draws on his experience in the military to create vast terrains and intricate systems. His history in programming and information technology helps him bring a logical aspect to both his writing and his company while giving him a unique perspective for future challenges. Dakota and Danielle Kraut, a husband and wife team, are the founders, owners and form the executive leadership of the indie publishing company Mountaindale Press. Mountaindale Press focuses mainly on lit RPG and game lit titles. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. I um I I invited you to speak because uh, speak to come on the podcast because I'd seen you speak um at one of the twenty books conferences. I think it was the Edinburgh one. Um, and I was absolutely blown away by your fan base and how you had created your fan base. Um, but before we get into that, can you tell everyone listening a little bit more about your writing journey and how you got to where you are now? Absolutely. Um, so first off, thank you for bringing me on. Um, <laughs> so with my uh, with writing and, and so on and so forth, like, are you asking for like, uh, uh, like, how would you like to just kind of hear how I got started in writing into publishing? Yeah, like, what, what is your journey? How did you how did you were you two when you picked up a pen? Were you were you 28? <laughs> you know, like, how did Yeah, how, when did you uh, get into it? Well, how did you get to first word on the page to where you are now, really? Gotcha. Uh, so it was actually very much so a surprise to me um, <laughs> to find that I had a talent for writing because um, I had always actually devoted my uh, talents toward reading. So, for instance, I had always uh, in, in high school and so on and so forth, I had done speed reading, speed reading competitions. So I took speed reading programs. I took um, so I wanted to be an acquisitions editor for a publishing company uh, when I, you know, when I was an adult. Um, and uh, then I wanted to try my hand at narration, so I, I learned how to do all these funny voices, which only works out well now because I can read all these stories to my daughter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when I was in college, I actually took a um, I, I took a degree path for um, uh, computer or software engineering. So I have a degree in software engineering, so that's uh, computer programming, and. Um, you know, I did that, uh, and I, I tried to brute force my way through four years of college in two years, and I did it. Um, yeah. So I, I got through the program at a really, really advanced pace, and part of that was I could read all the test material right before the test and memorize it, and I could retain it for up to 45 minutes. <laughs> because oh, my goodness. <laughs> So there are like anything that was just memorization, I would just do, I would just read the material only, only right before the test and then put it down on paper. Um, so anyway, so in, in my final year of, of college, I suddenly was down to six credits, which is you know half a full time. So I had large chunks of time between courses where I needed to uh, fill. And I could have either played games, I could have watched shows, um, one thing I couldn't really do was go to work because, you know, it was just just long enough that it wouldn't be worth driving to work, right? Uh, so I started writing, and um, I just had fun with it. I was just literally, I was going to write one book ever, be done, say I did it, go on with my life. Um, and uh, my wife found out that I was planning on publishing the book because I looked over and I said, Hey, hon, I'm hitting the publish button. Do you want to see? <laughs> <laughs> so uh there was no editing there was uh hand-drawn cover arts um it was you God. know it it was just everything that i tell people not to do right and um you know but luckily i write very clean so that, like editing and, and stuff was pretty minor um and so, yeah, I, I put that out and it was really well received by the community. I did something that I call failing upwards um, because <laughs> I did all these things that you aren't supposed to do and it worked really well. Um, so <laughs> I, I called so, that failing upwards. So basically you're a lucky son of a bitch. Is that, is that where we're... <laughs> Absolutely. <man>. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So I was, I was pulled in by my community, which is uh, GameLit and LitRPG. Um, so it, my, my books were part of that and I, I hadn't even really considered going online to find these groups i just wrote 
because I saw a genre that had just started and I really liked it mm-hmm. and I thought I could do something with it. And, and it worked out really well. Um, so from there, when I saw it start to take off, um, I, I made $5,000 that whole year on that book. Um, but to, to give you a, <laughs> to give you a look at this, because I was taking so much college, you know, doing so much in college, I was married, um, and I had a job, but all of that combined, I still made a third of my total income that year on that $5,000. Right. Wow. Right. So, um, just absolutely dirt poor. <laughs> and that's okay because I was a college student. Um, and so I said, Hey, you know, there might be something to this. So I, I took a month and I wrote the next book. I took a month and I wrote the third book. Um, and then I sat down and I said, okay, I have three books out. This is what these groups I've been looking at say is the spot where I'm now an established author, right? So what do I do next? And so the next steps for me were <clears throat> building infrastructure. You know, it was uh, going back and getting those books edited, which, you know, gave me uh, footholds with editors and editing communities. I was getting better cover art. Um, so I started learning how to select off, uh, artists. Um, it, and then it was uh, learn how to start doing marketing. And uh, so I, I started learning how to do marketing and I started taking the courses and looking at what other people were doing and trying to refine it for myself. And that's what I did for about a year, right? Like is I split my time evenly between writing and learning the business of writing. Um, and so that was 2016, right? So 2017 was all about learning this stuff. 2018 came around. And I said, I love what I do. I love writing. Um, I want to do this full time. So I, I, by that point, I was already a full time author. Like I, I had really split my time very uh, consistently. Um, and I said, but there's only so much that I can do. <laughs> I can only put out so many books. I can only use all of this network and infrastructure that I've built up, all of these tools that I've bought, all these marketing courses that I've, I've learned from. I can only do so much with them for myself. So we started Mountain Dell Press. Um, so I, um, when I went full time as an author, um, that was okay, right? Because all of our all of our benefits, everything was through my wife. My wife is Dr. Danielle Kraut. She has her PhD. Uh, she was working for the government, so we had government benefits, we had government pay coming in, all this stuff at this point. It was awesome. She left her job a month after I left mine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we had just uh, had our um, our daughter uh, a couple months before that, so we were, um, you know, we wanted to be with her, spend the time with her, um, and we were making good money with what I was doing in writing. So um, Danielle came in uh, into the company. So we started Mountain Dell Press. She came in as the CEO, and she started going over our advertising and our, our stuff like that, our keywords, categories. And I very clearly remember, she, she looked at my keywords, she looked at my categories, she looked at me and said, oh, you're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> so wow, a, that is brutal. <laughs> A 300% increase in, in ROI as soon as she took over. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so she's much better at marketing and advertising than I am. Um, so she had taken all the courses too, and it's a continuing process, of course. So it still goes on. Um, but yeah, so then uh, we took on our first author, and then we took on our first couple of authors. Um, and, you know, following what we did, the system that we had put in place, um, the all, all the tools that we had, uh, they saw really great returns. So we took on a couple more people, same deal. And I, I would say that 80% of everyone we have put out have had just incredible success and everyone else has still had great success, especially when compared to the uh, general market. So that's kind of where we are now. Um, and uh, we're building up our infrastructure and, and looking for ways to um, do better by our authors and do you know, um, always better for the company, of course. Mm-hmm. So we do um, full production from uh, uh, not rough draft, but first final draft. We take final draft and we do it all the way through audio production. So um, we do artwork, cover, uh, you know, cover arts, editing, uh, narration, marketing, the whole thing. So that also means though that we do take on authors very slowly. Mm-hmm. 
And none of this would have been possible without your fan base, which is what we're here to talk about. So um, one of the things that I was just, well, I guess blown away uh, by was the section in your talk when you were talking about your fan base, because you don't just have a fan base, you have a rabid fan base. So can you tell everyone how you built your um, fan base and how you how you have built such a engaged fan base? Uh, absolutely. I mean, so just like with anything else, there's, you know, elements of luck, right? So um, I, I'll, I'll walk you through what I did. But I, I do have to say that what works for me might not work for someone else. So, mm-hmm. you know, don't take it as gospel. Um, so for me, uh, the way that I do things is that I really try to make personal connections with people. Um, I do something that I call relational marketing. And so what that is, um, would be best described as when I, when I reach out to people, I try to make a relationship with them. Right. So I try to talk to someone, get to know them. I try to answer questions when people send them in. I try to make myself available via video. Um, and do AMAs or ask me anything um, and uh, stuff like that. Um, the other thing is uh, when I say that I have a book coming out and I give a date, I make sure to make sure I, I make sure that that goes out. Right. Um, I, I don't tell people, hey, I'll have a book out in February. I, I would only do that if I had a pre-order set. I'll say I have something coming hopefully in the next few months. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so the biggest thing for me has always been making relationships between people um and i feel that that serves me very well both in business and in fan base um because when people know that you want to be friends with them you know like i want to be friends with sasha right (laughs) like i want to like talk to you i want to like hear what you have to say i want to learn about you i don't want to just go on your podcast you know, like we, we've we've been in conversation for almost a, like what six months, eight months now. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, um, and yeah. So all of these things is a, a build up to just have a friendship, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I've always tried to do with uh, with uh, my my fan base as well is be actual friends with them. <laughs> you know, um, so what I do, like I said, is I make myself available on social media. Um, I go on places where I can rapidly answer questions, such as doing AMAs, um, all, all sorts of fun stuff like that. Um, so, th- yeah, that's, that's a big part of things. So I think a lot of people might feel, um, what's the word, like, so if you, so how, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is how much do you share? Because that's a very open book um, way of being with with people to be, and it may, maybe it's just because I'm British and we're, you know, closed book, <laughs> stiff upper lip type people. But um, you know, not, not that I'm saying every British person is, but yeah, I, I guess I'm wondering if people might feel apprehensive about what they need to share. Like, do you, like, you must have some lines somewhere or, you know, are, do you, are you really truly an open book or how does that work with like, you know, your, your home life or... Sure. Okay. So that's a good question. I hadn't really thought about that. Um, so yes, there are lines. Um, so what I do and what I share, I, I try to be exactly who I am in person as I am online. I, you know, we've met in person and I think I'm very much the same in person as I am online. Identical. Right? <laughs> okay. okay. Perfect. And, and that's exactly what I want to hear. Um, so there's, there's two parts to that. One is I, I determine ahead of time what I want to be. Right. So I say, what is my brand? And for me, my brand is humor. It's puns. It's coffee. It's, uh, you know, things of that nature. And so that's also who I am as a person. I'm mostly coffee. Right. I'm, I'm about a third puns and then the mostly coffee with a little bit of water in my coffee stream. You missed one, um, though. You missed one. <laughs> you're, you're also very kind. Oh, well, thank you. Well, I mean, that's, you know part and parcel with being successful in my mind you know is if you are if you really truly try to be a nice person and like actually a nice person not just like 
acting like a nice person, people notice that. And and so I really agree. Thank you for saying that because that's something that I really strive for. Um, so, uh, but but uh, part of my brand, right? So setting up who I want to be ahead of time and who I want to show publicly is is going to be very set, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to go out and, and post videos of me swearing like a sailor or like drinking heavily or going unlike me. Things... <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's fine. No. Like that's the thing. If that's part of your brand, I see people all over the place. Like that, they do shows where they'll hop on and like narrators. I've, I've seen narrators go on and do uh, trying to narrate stuff while drinking heavily, and it's just for fun, right? And that that can be really fun. But I, I have tried to set who I am as a person, mm. and that is who I show publicly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I really try not to deviate from that, especially in any public way or anything that's written. Um, so branding is, is a very important thing with uh, determining who you are and who you're going to show your fan base um, because the more true you are to that, the more people will resonate, you know, like if they like that, they'll stick around, they'll, and then uh, be, a, they'll be a part of that. They'll, they'll participate. And yeah. how did you come to those things? Because um, I know that when, because some of this was in your, in your talk that I uh, listened to, and I know that I came away um, trying to um, think about what, um, that meant for me and I ended up um, I guess doing a little bit of research and you know digging deep and where I came to was um, my values so um, for me it's being motivational to other people being knowledgeable but also being rebellious which is why I swear like a potty mouth I have a terrible potty mouth and I, you know I'll occasionally drink gin on a live Facebook um, but uh, yeah so but but it was you know definitely your talk was the driver that got me thinking about well actually who is it that I am you know showing who am I putting you know and and for me those three values or elements of myself are are probably the things that I love most it was very easy to come to that but for people who don't necessarily know where to start like how did you think about you know the humor and the and the coffee and the you know the the generally being not a dick how did you get to those (laughs) I, I really like that. Like, that's a really good descriptor of me. Generally not a dick. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah that's, that's pretty solid. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, it's it's a very, it, it's, it's very hard to pinpoint exactly, right? Um, for me, um, although it might not seem like it, public speaking or, or anything that I know is being recorded or cameras or anything like that has always been extremely difficult for me, right? Um, I'm not a good public speaker, or at least I wasn't. Um, and so, uh, what I did is I I did a lot of research into how to fix that aspect of myself to be more presentable to the public. Right. Um, and so I dived into how to wins and how to win friends and influence people. Mm. Right. So Dale Carnegie's like classic, classic book on self, you know, doing better. Um, and that really kind of helped to drive home what about me was important to me. Right. Um, other things, you know, just in marketing, like you, you look at stuff and you say, what do I want to do? How do I want to show this? So it's, it's kind of half marketing and half like how to win friends and influence people, right? Um, I, I knew that as an author, I need people to follow Dakota Kraut. I don't need them to follow a book series. I need them to buy a book when it says Dakota Kraut on it, mm. right? And so for me, it was an easy choice. Like I had, I said, what about me? is always going to be there. What about me? Do I, do I like, and I want to be public, right? Cause there's parts of me. I don't want to be public, right? Like I'm, I'm a bit of a slob, right? <laughs> like <laughs> um, I clean up, I clean up my office every other day. And I usually am taking up like six to seven coffee cups. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, like, um, you know, I have, I, I eat, uh, my, my meals are, um, pre-packaged like they come in the mail now because that way I can just grab something and have it and that's my whole meal and then so I have all these like wrappers that go in like a little trash can by my desk and that fills up every other day right so like just stuff like that I I try to stay very clean but like to me I'm a slob to everyone else they're like you are a normal human Mm -hmm. so (laughs) 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 but yeah I mean like so I, I try to determine what about me I want to be public and I know that humor is always my thing 
puns are always my thing and coffee is just universally accepted right like no one's gonna say oh man they might be like hey i don't drink coffee but i understand like people know what coffee is and that it's a you know fun and i have been drinking a lot of tea recently thank you london um <laughs> that uh, i brought home a scarf and tea and not coronavirus so it was a really solid deal um <laughs> <laughs> too soon too soon <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I would say that setting up branding for yourself, setting up what you want to show your fans, what you want to show people, um, is something that you should determine as early as possible, right? Um, so if you're having trouble with that, just like you said, try to list things that are important to you, like core aspects of yourself, and say, is this something that is socially acceptable that I can show to people and then be that person, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, the best advice I can give on that, I think. Yeah, I am. Um, oh, I'm all kinds of thinking about um, marketing and, and branding. And I really liked um, what you said there about um, the, the elements that are always going to be you regardless of the books that you're writing, because mm -hmm. um, that's something that's really salient for me right now, because I want to um, basically I've been writing young adults fantasy um but the further the series goes the much significantly less young adult it is um and so it's much more adult and um the next book i'm writing is more contemporary young adult and then the next series that i've been cheating on my whips with is very definitely like adults magicians so i guess urban fantasy so i'm like oh i really don't want all of these pen names what is it you know how can i brand these books so that i you know i don't have to be four different people um exactly. so yeah that's really interesting yeah absolutely and and that's a perfect example you know especially if you're writing in even within the same genre you know there there are people that are only there for one series yeah. right so <laughs> say you have two young adult series they like this one they don't like that one mm. that's okay you know they don't have to like everything, mm -hmm. but if if you can get them to the point where they're like, you know what, I'll read anything by Sasha. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, like I'll give I'll give anything a chance. At least then they're trying all of your work. Right? Exactly. Yes. So, what kind of content should writers be putting out there in order to engage their audiences? Um, I, I think it really depends. Um, so uh, this comes down to branding once again. You know. Um, I would say, like, uh, there, there's something called the 80-20 rule, right? Um, so when you're, are you saying content like actually what they're writing or content like who they are online? I guess um, less about the books and more about the, you know, what? how can you draw readers in? So I guess the social posts or the, you know, I don't know, video footage or freebies they're doing or yeah you know it's anything okay. that's not the core books i suppose gotcha so my my very first thing that i would say is do what you are comfortable with right so um you know do just enough that you're comfortable with what you're doing um don't try to follow someone else's advice to the letter especially if it's not something that you're confident in doing right um so there's something called the 80 20 rule and the 80-20 rule is um, the idea that 80% of what you put out should be content that is not trying to make a sale, right? You're just talking, you're talking to your fans, you're talking to other people, um, you're putting out memes, you're showing up on Facebook lives or wherever you go live, doing all these things, putting up little videos or clips. It's things to make people engaged with you as a person, right? So. Um, I, there's, there's an author that I really like in my genre. His name's Luke Shimalenko. And, um, I really hope I said that right. It's, it's a very long last name. Um, <laughs> and one of the things that he does is he just, every day he just puts up memes. Like the, he, he literally scours the internet for hours every day to find the funniest things that he can like find. And then he just puts up three of those a day. <laughs> And that's what he does. That's part of a huge part of his brand. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I mean, stuff like that is that's that's what he does. I don't really see much of him beyond that, unless he's like talking to people individually. 
Um, there are other people that only do Facebook Lives. Um, and, you know, all of this stuff is completely fine. It's, it's, more, it's more about finding something that you can do consistently, I would say, more than anything. So go out there, do awesome things that, you know, follow your brand, and people will resonate with that. Mm, mm. Um, okay, so thinking now about less about the positive things that people do and more about the <laughs> mistakes. What what kind of mistakes do you see writers making when when trying to build a fan base? Uh, sure. So a, a lot of the things that I see as mistakes, other people might not see as mistakes. So this is all just my personal perspective. <clears throat> I'm just putting that out there. Um, so first off, what I see a lot of the time is uh, cover art, right? Say, so say you get a book, like you're writing a book, you, your artist has come to you with your art and you love it, you love that art, you want everyone to see that art. So you put it out and you say, guys, here's my next book that's coming. And, you, and everyone gets very excited, they see your artwork, it's beautiful, they know what's gonna, like they know they want it, but guess what? You don't have a pre-order for another two months. You don't have your book ready to go for another two months, whatever it is. So um, you put these things out, you build the hype, and there's nowhere for them to go. So all of a sudden, you're like, oh, why is no one grabbing this book day one? Like, I'm, I'm so surprised. Like, everyone was so excited back when I showed them this cover. Everyone was telling me they wanted this book. Well, it's because you've already used up your hype. Um, so I've definitely made this mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, and, and, and that's a thing. Like it, it's a thing. Um, I, I definitely recommend to authors, especially, to literally write down what your steps are. Like, make a system for yourself. Say, when I put out a book, I do, and then you have step one, step two, step three, right? So your your cover art comes in. You hold on to it, and then you say, "Look at this cover art. It's so beautiful." click here to pre-order the book click here to buy the book that's that's when i recommend people do something like that um let's see uh other mistakes um uh let's see oh um so these groups right so there's so many groups on uh like facebook or twitter instagram all these different places where you can post about um your books and one of the things that to me is a mistake but may not be to other people is that say you can post on a Friday and you can post in all these groups on Friday. Well, oftentimes what I'll see is I'll start scrolling down and I'll see the exact same thing four times in a row, right? Because I'm in these four different groups. They literally copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, enter, 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 right? And so then it's there on all these groups, but there's a lot of crossover between these groups, right? Like mm -hmm. if you're in one group for this, for like YA, you're probably in another group for YA, <laughs> you know? If there's five groups, well, if you're an author, you're probably gonna be in five, six groups. If you're a fan, you're probably gonna be in all of them, right? So now all of a sudden you scroll down and you see five in a row and you're like, oh, wow, geez, okay, moving on. But if you space those out over the day, say, hey, you can post Friday. Well, I'm gonna post it at 10, noon, three, five. Then, you know, you get the seven touch rule, which is the marketing concept that someone needs to see something seven times before they'll take it, before they'll touch it, right? So um, you say, oh, okay, well, spaced out through the day, I keep seeing this person. All right, fine, I'm going to go and see what it is, right? So um, kind of just spacing things out, taking it slower, trying to make things more personalized, like say this group over here likes this, this group over here likes this, so on and so forth. Just the little things matter. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, and if, if you take time <clears throat> to, to take care of all of those people in all of those groups, then they will like that, you know, they'll respect that. Like, who doesn't want to feel loved, right? <laughs> <laughs> Only someone who's called him dead on the inside. No. 
<laughs> so dark, Sasha. I'm hello. I am like the queen of villains. Um, okay. So, what are some um, practical, actionable steps um, or tips that authors can take to grow their fan base? I probably should have pre-warned you that I'm like the queen of villains before you came oh, on, before you came on. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, sorry. What are, what are some practical, actionable, actionable tips that authors can take to grow? Um, their fan base. Gotcha. First off, uh, in case you hear me coughing, it's just because it is now spring and there's pollen in the air. Um, <laughs> so uh, no worries there, anyone who is a fan. Um, so the practical, practical actionable tips. Um, I would say, uh, and this is going to be the reverse of what you what you hear at most things. So at most conventions, you're going to hear here are all the things that you can do, go do them, right? You can have a podcast, you can have a fan base, you can have a Discord, you can have a Reddit, you can have an Instagram, you can have Facebook fans, you can have uh, Mumble, you can go on Twitch, you can stream over here, you can have a patron account, you can have um, like all of these different things that are potential side revenue, you can do all of these things that are potential bringing in fans, right? Now, for most authors, what you actually have is not a surplus of time. <laughs> Normally what you have is um, a surplus of like, you know, stress and um, other things that, you know, take a lot of your time, like writing and coming up with character concepts and so on and so forth. So what I actually re recommend to people is to aim narrow so that you can hit deeply, right? So for me, what I did is I started on Facebook, only Facebook, right? I, I built up um, my social credit on Facebook, you know, like I, I went in there, I made my group. Um, I think we're just now getting to 5,000 likes on my author page, like good stuff like that, right? Um, so I, I really focused on that until I was very comfortable with Facebook. I could be on there for the minimum amount of time to get the maximum benefit, okay? Mm -hmm. at, at that point, I started a new group or I started a new thing, like I started a patron account, right? And I said, okay, well, if you like me here, but you want more of me and more direct access faster, come to my patron account. You can read chapters and ahead of time, so on and so forth, right? <laughs> so people uh, started coming to my patron. So I got really good at patron, um, built a system, got really good at it. And at that point I had made such good relationships with my fans that they're like, okay, we want more of this. We want our own communities to discuss these books, to talk to other fans. So they started building things. Like there's a there's a Mountaindale Press page on, on Reddit that I didn't start. <laughs> it's just someone who's like, I like all your books. I'm going to put them up on Reddit. Okay, cool, thank you. Um, I'll send you a signed copy of a book. That was really nice of you, you know, things like that. Like um, someone started a Discord channel that now has like a couple thousand people, right? Whoa. That just come in and, and chat regularly or just are there. And it's a Dakota Kraut Discord server that I don't own. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a mod. I'm not even an admin. <laughs> right? <a> mod. <laughs> <laughs> right? Stuff like that. You know, like, um, I'm, I'm in there and I try to be there as much as I can because, you know, obviously these are my fans and I, I want to be there for them. Um, but I didn't start these, which means I don't have to manage them. I don't have to have people, um, like, I, I don't have to service those accounts. Like, I, I do what I can. Um, I actually hired someone on to do social media management just so they could tell me if there was anything that needed my attention, right? Mm. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, like, they, they can answer on my behalf, do all this stuff, and now they are very popular in the community, which is cool. Um, not even an author, just, like, one of my employees, which is really, really great. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I say start really, really narrow. Like, say, you're, say you have a big sword, right? You want to you wanna, uh, make a big cut. Right. So if, if you can use a sword, you can make a cut. But if you use like a, a hammer, you're just going to make it. You're going to make an impression, but it's not going to be as deep. Right. Like it might be wide. You might you might splash it like a puddle, but there's no lake. You know, there's there's nothing that you're going to sink into. There's no depth to what you're doing. Um, so, um, yeah, start narrow, focus on that, get really, really good and then widen out from there. The Grand Canyon wasn't made in a day. So. No, it certainly wasn't. Okay, so let's say um, an author has 
you know, grown their audience or it is growing steadily. What should they do to maintain those relationships um, and and that fan base for the long term? Sure. Um, So I would say, you know, follow the practices that you put in place, you know, really try to be there for them, of course, but also just let people know that, hey, the, the fan base is growing. I'm getting so many, like for me, <laughs> I, get, I get so many comments, so many emails, so many uh, direct messages that there's just no way for me to keep up with them and continue writing, mm-hmm. right? So I tell people that, I say, hey guys, I'm gonna do what I can to answer these, but it's gonna be slow. Um, so I'll, I'll get to them eventually, you know, like I, I will eventually, um, but I, I, I devote 30 minutes a day, right? <laughs> Trying to catch up on stuff. To, for like for this 30 minutes like 30 minutes here 30 minutes there but I section those off because otherwise I, I sink into Facebook for like five hours and I come up gasping for air mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and uh, the other thing is on, on a lot of stuff where I haven't made my personal self really available I'll have my social media manager answer questions for me right so she knows what I what I'm doing she knows my schedule she knows all this stuff she can answer the question as well as I can. Um, so she'll pop on and someone will be like, hey, Dakota, when's this? And she'll be like, hey, guys, I work for Dakota. Uh, here, here's the answer to that. Um, you know, and they know her. So they know also that I'm super duper busy uh, trying to manage my, my life. Um, and um, so, yeah, at, at least they're getting an answer. They're getting someone who is part of my company so they can speak on my behalf, all stuff like that. It really matters to people. Um, so yeah, I mean, learn, learn when and how to delegate, find people you trust that can help you with stuff and, and just remember that you can't do everything yourself, um, unless you're giving something else up and and usually that is giving up writing time, which, you know, hard to make more fans if you have fewer books. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's a really hard lesson because a lot of indie authors are also (laughs) control freaks. So it's actually quite hard to give up. Um, you know that that kind of um, control but ultimately you know it's essential really because like you say without the books you don't have anything anyway so um, okay this this is my favorite question always Uh, this is the rebel author podcast so tell me about a time you unleashed your inner rebel (laughs) Um, oh boy so there's so so many many things but what's appropriate for me to say Um, so I'll, I'll tell you one thing where I accidentally ran from the police. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. That sounds hilarious. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, when I when I was first getting out of uh, active duty in the army, um, I was working overnights as a security officer so that I could go to school during the day, right? So I would start it at uh, midnight. My shift started at midnight. I would uh, get home at eight, just or I would be done with work at eight, just in time to get to class at nine. Okay. Um, well, this night I, I worked a different shift where I got off at midnight. Um, so I was driving home, and by now it was like two in the morning um, because I had some other stuff I had to do first. So I was really tired. I was just shy of getting home, and uh, I was again two in the morning. So I, it was a smaller community. No one was on the road. Right. It was fully empty, 100 percent. No one out there. Well, I was coming up to a red light. <laughs> and again, there is no one. So I slowed down to, at the red light and I just kind of took a in America. You can take a right turn at a red light. Right. So I just I took a right turn. I pulled the Yui and I took another right turn. So to continue on my straight path that I had intended. <laughs> so but what it looked like is me take a right turn, hard left, right turn. That's what it really looked like. Um, so it was definitely me running a red light. <laughs> so um, my apartment building was right at the bottom of the hill. We're talking maybe a quarter mile past this red light. So I got down to the bottom of the hill, turned left, whipped around and parked, and I just shut the car off and leaned back and said, oh, my gosh, what a day. That sucked because I had been awake for like 20 hours. And then all of a sudden I see <laughs> police officer screeches to a halt in front of my my building and pauses there with all of his lights on he's looking around with this spotlight and i'm like oh my gosh this guy is looking for me (laughs) 
So I pulled the arm lever of the chair and leaned all the way back. (laughs) (laughs) And just laid there for a couple of minutes. And so the road past my um, apartment building was not a dead end. So after about 30 seconds, he took off down that road looking for me, obviously. And so I just got up out of my car, closed the door, and walked inside very calmly and quietly in my like in my security guard outfit. And then I just pretended to be walking around like I was, you know, doing security rounds. Um, so then he comes back, sees me in my security guard thing, and I'm just walking around, a wave. Um, and then he just went on. <laughs> oh, my God. That is hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. That is seriously rebellious. <laughs> I wasn't going to be like, it was me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Good times. Kind of like a hyena over here. I'm I gosh. love it. I absolutely love it. Oh, um, it was bad. It was so bad. But um, it was late. It was very late. That's my only excuse. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. Um, tell listeners where they can find out more about you and your books. Okay. Uh, so you can definitely find me at um, facebook.com. Just look for Dakota Kraut. Um, so I have a, my author's page is like, I think it's forward slash the divine dungeon, but if you search Dakota crowd, it's, it's there. Um, you can always find me at uh, patron.com forward slash Dakota crowd. And of course, mountaindalepress.com, which is my company. Uh, you can find my books there. You can find all of my company's books there. Um, all of my stuff is published by me. Um, so I am, I am my publisher, um, at Mountain press. Um, so you can find me there. You can reach out there. Um, you can, yeah, all, all these great places. You can email me at kraut at mountaindalepress.com if you uh, have questions or so on and so forth. Again, it would be a long, long time before I get back to you, but I will get back to you most likely. <laughs> so um, lots of different places, lots of different ways. Oh, well, thank you so much for your time. Oh, absolutely. Thank, and again, thank you for bringing me on. And I think this is a, a great podcast and um, hopefully it's useful to someone out there for you know what I had to say. Thank you. Um, And thank you to everybody who is uh, supporting the show on Patreon. If you would like to get early access to all of the episodes, then you can by visiting patreon.com forward slash Sasha Black. Thank you to everybody listening as well. I am Sasha Black. You are listening to Dakota Kraut and this was the Rebel Author Podcast. Next week, I will be talking to Claire Lydon and we will be talking about how to create romance and also how to create lesbian characters and lesbian romance in particular. So join me next week for that. Don't forget to tune in and subscribe on your podcatcher. And when you have a moment, please leave a review. (music) 